Welcome to podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Welcome to podcast 2187, which is the best one that I'm on. Um, how It's the best <laughs> one on the Making Star Wars podcasting network. Bam. You, you, you said it. You went there and he said it. I threw down. Mark, how was your weekend? The weekend was great. I had three days off. Oh, nice. That's, that's my coming weekend. Oh, is it? It's yeah. awesome when you have a three-day weekend. Yeah. So yeah. I, went to, I went to Game of Thrones in concert, live concert experience. And was anybody there? Uh, Ramin Jawadi. Nice. The composer of all the Game of Thrones. And guy plays piano. I didn't really know that, but I assume most composers tend to know how to play piano. Right. And uh, he played electric guitar mm-hmm. during, during one of the songs, which is pretty awesome. I still feel like Pacific Rim is an underrated score. Pacific Rim's so good. Let's, anyway. let's, not debate, let's not debate the movie. I love the movie, but the score itself is good. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and it it was good because I guess he's done this is like the third time he's ever done these things and it's the first time I ever went. Mm-hmm. Um and so first half of the show before the uh intermission was pretty much the best of everything he's done before on these shows. Right. And then after the intermission was uh was um all new material from the from the later seasons. That's a nice way to organize it. Oh, it was a great way to organize it. And here, and here, here's the really interesting thing, though. People walked out. What? Yes, and I don't know if it's because there's a certain amount of people that dislike the final season or parts of the final season, but he pretty much went in chronological order. And so, if anybody knows Game of Thrones, there is a fan favorite part where the Night King is is defeated by uh, Arya, who's one of the Starks. She stabs him with a blade, and that was the end of this big song. And then people started walking out. And that's okay. the final, that's still part of the final season that you just saw. But people started walking out, and I'm like, is this typical California? Because Californians, we leave early at the end of sporting events. It's just what we do. Well, okay. So, speaking as far as East Coast things, I've been to both like uh, orchestral concerts and sporting events. Obviously, unless it's like a really tight, close one where people want to stick it to the end. It's not that uncommon for people to start leaving. Uh, I don't know. Seventh inning? And for baseball, seventh inning stretch, maybe? About, yeah. Or like if it's in a NFL, for example, maybe like third quarter, start of the fourth. Okay. Uh, and for uh, the like concerts and stuff, so it depends on where you are from what I've seen. If you're at a... Um, quote-unquote nicer venue somewhere like the kennedy center people tend to stay through the um at least the vast majority of it would just leave a couple minutes before it ends or something to get a start on the traffic um if it's somewhere else uh still nice or whatever but somewhere else yeah people do start to leave is again it's typically not before the last 10 or 15 minutes of whatever you're doing but in that last 10 or 15 minutes people do try to get a jump on traffic why you just spent good money on this damn thing. 
Uh, that's what you're I got. I'm here for the experience, fan. beginning, middle, end. That's what I paid for. That's what I want to see. Yeah. And the end, and the end is so epic, especially for like an orchestral concert. I mean, imagine going to a Star Wars orchestral concert, like you know the the projection to screen music thing that they've been doing. I forget what it's called. And you leave before the end credits are going or something. Like, what are you doing? Well, and then you have people there that that are that are like, so so what's this? What's this guy's name? This this uh, it's a special. Special guest who? Oh what? wow! What? what? <laughs> oh crap! I guess maybe you might have people there who are just fans of the show and don't give a crap about the music. Like, oh, this is a cool way to watch, you know, experience or I should say, experience it or something. It could be. Yeah, I thought I thought it was really odd. I did. You know, one time it what, what was it? Uh, might have been Jurassic Park. I'm not sure. I saw one of those um where they do the music live to the movie, the soundtrack live. Yeah. And so, there were a couple of people there who had never seen the movie before, and so they just went to watch it for the first time and listen to it live at the same time. Which I mean, I thought that was kind of cool because they they liked the movie and they were they were getting into it. Well, aren't a lot of people that are part of these uh, that are these symphonies or whatever? They're actually seasoned ticket holders to just the normal symphony, and every once in a while you'll get in something like Jurassic Park, and normally they're used to Bach and and whatever. Right. Like, well, I, might, I might as well go see this uh, this uh, Jurassic. Jurassic Park, Mildred. Well, that, that is true. The, the NSO has different, like there's the NSO Pops and then the actual NSO, and they kind of try to split it to help with that. But you can build your own packages with these tickets, and I'm sure oh, that kind of cool. thing does happen. Yeah. Well, so, so here's the thing. I've seen, I've obviously seen John Williams in concert a few times. Uh, I didn't go this year because, you know, money's not always, money doesn't always grow on trees in California. And uh, oh, it was. not here either. Well, what are the odds? It was Game of Thrones or it was John Williams. And I'd rather go see John Williams next year after he's completed. Oh, you know. yeah. Yeah. So the, the thing is, is that this is the first. Well, no, I, I saw Star Wars in concert. And for anyone who's not familiar, Star Wars in concert was pretty much uh, episodes one through six. Everything together. It wasn't John Williams doing it, but it was, you know, set to video montages and, and all that. And it was amazing. Um, do you prefer the watching a new hope and hearing the music, or would you prefer to see like the best of? Because I'm sure, I'm sure when this is all over, there's going to be a a heck of a Star Wars in concert with all nine films, and maybe yeah. even you know Solo and and uh, I mean you could even throw Solo in there. Rogue no, One. It's it's hard. That it's hard because they're so different. They might not seem like it, but they really are. Because if you watch um the like the Star Wars and concert thing, like you're talking about, I actually didn't get to see that in person, but I have seen videos of it on YouTube and all this. Um, it's really neat because you it, the the focus is so heavy on the actual musical piece itself, and the visuals are just background. You know, it is. They're they're the more more of the concert suites. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you go to the uh, live projection music stuff, um, which I I did for um, New Hope Empire, you? yeah, I went, I went to New Hope Empire, Jedi, and Force Awakens, all four of those. And Star Trek um, in the Darkness. Yeah, and I, and I saw it for Jurassic Park too. I wanted to see Back to the Future, but I wasn't able to make that one. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, uh, but anyway, so for for the Star Wars ones, um, 
they were also, I mean, they were incredible and I loved it. And and the thing that was cool for me about that is I'm that guy who listens to more than just the concert suites. You know, I, I actually go through the tracks that no one else cares about and I still like them anyway. So you got to hear everything that's from the movie. You got to hear it done live. So I appreciated that and having the context of the movie there was really neat too. So it's kind of hard. Like I, I don't really know if, if one's better than the other because they're so different and they both shine in different ways. Um, overall, if I had to choose between going to one Star Wars in concert versus like the original trilogy uh, live, then I probably would do the original trilogy just because again, oh. it, it's, I mean, I don't know. It is hard, but like, I, I don't know. And again, I'm saying this as someone who hasn't been to Star Wars in concert. So I don't know. Maybe seeing that would make me feel differently, but they're both so good in different ways. Yeah, but all nine movies. I mean, I, I, in a perfect world, which maybe is going to be this world, I'll get to do both. So I'm hopefully, sure yeah, I'm going to. You're still a, a young fellow. Yeah. <laughs> young enough, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. not. You're not probably halfway to death uh, like I am, but uh, hopefully not. No, I mean, yeah, you hope. You never know, but <laughs> I, I could be a week away for all I know. God, God, please no. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so. So, um, uh, that was a little bit different. One other oh, thing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I saw the Joker too. Yeah, I say one other thing that you're going to go over about your weekend before we get. We do have everybody listening. We do have Star Wars to get to, but for now, Mark. <laughs> Joker was great, excellent. Uh, it's an amazing film. Uh, everybody should go see it uh, if you like that kind of thing. It, it, it's very much in the in the vein and style of a. Uh, Martin Scorsese sort of crime uh, thriller, uh, an 80s sort of, you know, dirty film in a sense. How would you uh, compare it to the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight series in tone? Oh, wow. Um, the, thing, the, thing about, the thing about that is I would say it's very similar as far as how the Jokers react. But there is no promise of a cool action sequence to break it all up. Okay. There's none. I see what you mean. So at least, you know, when you saw the Joker, you're like, Batman's coming. Batman's going to fight. And this, it's like, there's no Batman. Right. <laughs> okay. It's just the Joker. So I, and also, and also it's, it's, I mean, the, the writing's not necessarily amazing. I thought the directing was, was fantastic, but it really is. You know, Joaquin Phoenix is a... Uh, uh, it's a performance-based... It is. It really is. Okay. And at the same time, it's like, I never would have necessarily wanted to see Joaquin Phoenix in a superhero film. But now that he did, I'm really glad he did. And it makes me wonder, you know, is there anyone who should or shouldn't do, like, a Star Wars film, let's say? Right. Or should we ever have a serious... Star Wars film because it almost feels like with the way things going things are going that Obi Wan might not be fun. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's certainly going to have it's going to have exciting things, right? No doubt about it. But the director is like, she's directed I think some Breaking Bad episodes and and uh, she directed a, I think a few of the Mandalorians and all that. It just feels yeah. like Obi Wan's going to be more serious when you start casting 
possibly the rumor I think was what uh yeah, what's his name for Owen Lars? We uh, talked about him before. Oh man, now see crap, now I'm drawing a blank. Uh anyways, the guy who played Owen Lars in Revenge of the uh, Sith, you can look it Joel up while I'm talking. Joel Egerton. Edgerton, however you pronounce his name. Um the the rumor is that he's gonna be in there. And right. so he'll be reprising his role as Owen Lars. And it's like that's not gonna be a super fun adventure. <laughs> well, I, I I really like that they could give context to why uh, um, Uncle Owen is not a fan of Obi Wan in the New Hope. Oh, sure, but that's serious stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, that's not. Yeah. That's not like, let's go on adventure. Well, okay. Here, the one thing though is that it, you and McGregor as Obi Wan, you're you've got to have some sort of like, you know, snarky, uplifting sense of just him doing the character. You do, but oh, this is Obi Wan, who's a defeated man. Is he ever though? I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like I don't know if he's ever going to be like a depressed Obi Wan for more than the series of or span of the show. He's not. He's not snarky, comeback, quip Obi Wan at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Well, he kind of is. You mean at the you end? Think, you think? Al- yeah, you think Alec Guinness is? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you meant, yeah. Um, Alec Dennis, beginning of A New Hope. Not really. Yeah, he's, he's getting, but he's going to, yeah, he's going to be more, he's going to be more akin to that than, well, than this he is, is his character in Revenge of the Sith. Isn't this eight years after Revenge of the Sith? I'm not, uh, it may or may not be, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what he's been through. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I'm just feeling like it's Padme's, closer. Padme's dead. Yoda's hiding out. Mace Windu's dead. Anakin's turned into Darth Vader. And this and one, he's... Ahsoka, is who knows where. That'll be interesting if he if he references her on film. But but even though he's not as snarky, but he still seems to be in relatively good spirits in, in A New Hope, and he's not like depressed or anything. And with this being eight years since the events supposedly of Revenge of the Sith, that's plenty of time for him to somehow figure out a way to move on with life. I think he's excited. In a new hope because <laughs> someone the, to talk and, to. <laughs> well, now it's like this is what I've been waiting for. Yeah, twenty years, and now finally, or nineteen or whatever it is. But do you think he's secretly happy when the the large family is burning? <laughs> well, we'll find out depending on what happens with him and Owen. Uh, well, I mean, it's like uh, I can't go. I still have to farm. I, they won't let me. He's like, you got to do what you got to do. You know, that, that's the plot twist. Everybody thinks it's the stormtroopers who set the homestead <laughs> on fire. Now, think back to The Last Jedi with Yoda and the lightning and the force tree. And think back to Obi-Wan's face when he says, you must do what you feel is right, of course. He knows what he's doing. Yep. Yeah, From a certain point of view. Uh-huh, exactly. And then when he comes back, he goes, wow. Yep, you must come with me to, to Alderaan. There's nothing for me here now. He's like secretly looking at the camera. Wink. Yeah, he pats him on the back, walks off screen, and then just starts laughing. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I can see that. It turns out that's a plot twist in episode nine. The Emperor is actually Obi-Wan. That would be awesome. <laughs> so we got way off track here. But you said the Joker was good, right? The Joker's good. I'm curious if we'll ever see anything like that uh, as far as, um, like I said, as far as, as, far as a Star Wars movie. I think... The series are our best bet. Mm-hmm. 
Or maybe, maybe like the the um well if we ever see it the Game of Thrones creators doing the Star Wars stuff is it was it D and D is that what it goes by the like the, yeah. the D and D film if any of the movies are gonna do it maybe that one you still think we're getting any of those things I I mean I don't know my guess is genuinely as good as anybody's at this point yeah I mean what's your guess uh my guess is we'll get it in some form whether or not they're the ones who work on the final product like Phil Lord or Chris Miller I don't know. But I think the project itself will probably come out in some way. Yeah, even if it, even if it transitions into a Disney Plus series, somehow, whatever it is, will get finished. They better start announcing something. Well, um, we do have, as, as far as Star Wars goes, we do have a couple of things that we'll be getting to. Um, we'll start with the stuff that people won't need to avoid because we're, we're going to go into our non-spoilery things for right now. We haven't done that in a couple of weeks, but... One, Force Friday just happened, New York Comic Con just happened, and uh, Resistance is back. So regarding the first two things, being Force Friday and New York Comic Con, um, there were some things to come out, especially with uh, NYCC. You had the uh, books and stuff that, I, honestly, I didn't follow that as closely as I might have in the past. Um when the when the canon reset first started, I was like, yes, I'm like, every book is going to happen. I'm going to be up to date with everything. And that went out the window. So since then, I'm not as up to date with all of that. But if you are the type of person who is interested in the novel uh, aspect for Star Wars, definitely be checking in and, and looking up at, to what happened at New York Comic Con this past weekend. Because uh, they had some cool announcements there. I think Jason Fry has a couple things coming up and uh, Clone Wars related too. So it seems pretty cool. Um, and as far as Triple Force Friday, that was also this past Friday, October 4th, if I remember the date correctly. And um, I, there are some cool promo posters and stuff to come from it. And my understanding, I, again, I didn't go out, like I said last week, I didn't go out and really participate in it this time. But my understanding is that there really wasn't a whole lot of new stuff to really grasp from it, any new understandings of characters or anything like that. Uh, I think it's really just for like collectors and merchandise and stuff like you would expect. Um, I remember last time you're going out and you're like, this Constable Zuvio, I, I, <laughs> it's funny to laugh at now, but at the time, I remember seeing his figure. And just wondering, like, how he was going to play into the movie and what this figure is going to be. You know, like, what's this character? And we know how that turned out. So um, I don't think we really got any new information. And it's a little less hype this time because it's not the first time Star Wars is back in 30 years. But again, for the collecting side, the merchandise side and all that, it, it's still a good day. So um, that also happened. Did you have any uh, Force Friday experiences, Mark? No, I just ordered a, a book and had it sent to me. Uh, was that the um, Ultimate yes. Star Wars thing? Nice. Ultimate Star Wars, and then uh, it has stuff that happened in the books and comics. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, so I don't have to necessarily read the books and comics either. I feel like, so, but this does not include Episode Nine stuff, right? I mean, I, it can't. It so. includes a, a few things. It has, uh, has the Knights of Ren in it. It has uh, Janna in it. Uh, but it doesn't go into great detail on who she is. Right. I mean, I remember, I remember they released one of these every few years. Yeah. And there are people who are like, oh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait <laughs> until they, they finish the last movie. It's like, but then there's going to be the Mandalorian and Obi-Wan and, you know, this and that. It's never finished. You just kind of have to. 
It's like, uh, um, you play sports games at all, Tim? Yeah. Do you ever get, I mean, do you get every year? No. Yeah, I mean, some people will be like, I'm going to get, you know, and it will be the show 2010, 2011, 2012, and then after a while you're like, I'll wait and get 2015. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing, you know, especially like a classic one, people talk about FIFA a lot, like the MLB and uh, Madden is a big one too. And the thing that is especially ridiculous. The only reason I say this is because you can, like the main draw for getting it the next year is the updates in like rosters, <laughs> you know, and, and like uniforms or whatever. That's all minor. The mechanics are minor on a year to year basis. If you skip five years, you'll notice some differences, but year to year, they're minor differences. And the rosters, you can download those in the game that you have now. So like if right. you have, what's it like uh, 17 now or something like that, they're coming out or they, I guess it just came out with 20. Um, it's pretty much the same thing. Essentially just download the rosters. You're fine. Right, and this is kind of the same thing in a sense, you know. You're only gonna be caught up every so often. Yeah. You know, the one thing that I did see coming out of uh, going back to uh, New York well, City Comic Con or whatever. Well, well, not, was... not, not that, not that. What, what <laughs> people people were sort of complaining that. So they announced that Star Wars as a comic will continue. Yeah. And it's, it's going to start over. And now it's going to be after Empire. And so there was a decent amount of people who were, well, I mean, I don't know, decent. I saw a few people complaining, and, and maybe there's more, but I don't know who I have blocked and don't have blocked. <laughs> but uh, that, you know, haven't we already been here before? Isn't there any other timeline besides Empire? And yeah, sure, there is, but it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. You know, so what? I think I do like that delineation to where it feels like the comics are telling the story of what happens in between the movies for our heroes Mm -hmm. and the books tell whatever else. Yeah. Yeah, And then you get a Luke Skywalker or whatever, but you know, you don't have to buy the comics and then the comics do 8 million other stories as a side anyways. Yeah. Well, and regarding the ultimate star Wars book, I was going to say, I I, (laughs) kind of like what you were just saying. I do think I'm probably going to wait and get the next one only because that will wrap up the saga. Again, like you said, you do have Obi-Wan and all this other stuff, and that will be good to get later too. But for me personally, I'm like, if I were to get one last year, um, I'd rather just give it another year, get all nine episodes and throw in the Mandalorian. That's cool too. And and that seems more of a, I don't know, it's just my OCD or something. (laughs) It's just like a comprehensive for the saga itself. No, I get it. But see, I've never, this ultimate book has come out for a long time to where they have, comics in it and video games and all that and i've never gotten it i have an older one now but i don't remember like it's pre-tfa i don't remember where well, it see, was now, now that it's actually you know stuff that like it has uh who's the one girl from battlefront 2 uh Aiden versio yeah she's in it i mean it makes so sense she's I mean, in it. she's because she was in uh they or they referenced her daughter i believe in one of the books that was previewed at new york comic-con well, you know who's not, who's barely in it? They don't even show a picture of her. Is uh, Ray Sloan. Oh, so, you know, I, I like to be surprised, but it seems like they've really dropped her as a character at this yeah, point. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand why. I mean, they, they talk, they make a big deal about how she, you know, went away at the end of Aftermath into the outer region to, uh, you know, or the unknown region to sort of start the fleet, I guess. 
that yeah, we're gonna... they, they made her seem like a founder of the first order almost yeah and then they they drop her i mean they don't even have a picture of her or a bio of her in here they do have uh dr afra who fans of comics know who she is i mean they even have who they got let me see let me just go to random random page they got to who's this guy well, see, I'm, in, I'm in the Clone War area. And I didn't know uh, Captain Typho's first name was Gregor. Oh, I like it. Did you know his first name was Gregor? I feel like I did at some point in my life, but I did not even remember that. See, they talk about Jocasta New in here. Uh-huh. Or it would be hilarious if she wasn't in the archive. No, he kills her, though. Vader kills her. All I'm saying is that she, if, if she, of all people, were left out, that would be hilarious. Uh, I get you. <laughs> it took me a minute, but it's a it's a nice book. You know, it's it's got a lot of people that aren't in, uh, you know, that aren't that uh, aren't that well known. Like General Lowsome in it, and uh, who else? Let me see. Well, it's got Captain Rex. It, it's nice. Does it have Hot Callus in there? Oh, let me check. It does have Road of the Hutlet though. Hmm. Let's see. It puts it puts Jin Urso. Is she before or after? Uh, see, they put they put the do they put rebels before or after? I assume before. Yeah, he's got to be in here because I just stopped for him. I see the the puffer pig is in here. <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, Ray Sloan. <laughs> Zer Leonis is in there. Let's see, there's Ezra. I don't know. Maybe he's not in here. Oh, yeah. By the way, should we address that we're apparently shills, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ale- Alexander Callus is in here. Oh, nice. Yeah, he got his name. Hot Callus. We, we're shills. Why? Uh, they didn't say us in particular, did they? Or just everybody? No, no. Anybody who's not RFR are shills. Oh, yeah. Or a uh, part of the fandom menace. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. Jeez. Uh, you know, th- there was there was one thing that uh, somebody retweeted it in my timeline, and I should have blocked them, but they retweeted geeks and gamers into my timeline, uh-huh. and they were complaining about something that you're going to talk about in a few minutes. So um, maybe I'll just let you talk about it, and then I'll comment. Well, next I was going to discuss about uh, resistance. Oh no, it wasn't that. It was the the person on the book cover. Well, that that's that's more for like this kind of spoiler section after resistance. Okay, we'll get it later. Just remind me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, so next up, Resistance has started. It's back. And honestly, when I started watching it, I'm like, okay, yeah, what the crap happened at the end of the last (laughs) season? I did not remember. But when they talked about going to Dakar and all that, I'm like, ah, yeah, that's right, and I got it. Um, But, I mean, overall, what did you think of it? Uh, Not in relation to other seasons or anything, just on its own, what'd you think? On its own, I thought it was fun. I mean, that's... You know, I was talking to, I always talk to him, but I was talking to, you know, L.A. Kings Drew again. He, he said there's like buffoonery on the show. And, and he's right. Yeah. You know, uh, just the, we've talked about before the high step and sort of, you know, uh, wisecracking that, uh, that, what's his name? I can't remember his name right now. Kaz? Thank you. I don't know his <laughs> last name. That, that he has. And the way I almost look at it is that this is a kid's version of what really happened. I know that right. sounds kind of silly, but 
you know, you've seen, you know, children's tales of George Washington and, you know, it's not, it's not presented as gritty and hard or as it really happened. It's more lighthearted so kids can understand what happened without being, you know, <laughs> just traumatized. I don't know. But it's in that fashion. It's fun. The color, the, the animation got far better. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily animation. It's just all the other episodes feel like there was like a, a veil over it. So it was just muted colors. Mm-hmm. There is a scene very early on where they show the bridge of the Colossus. Yeah. And this thing's like sits on the top of the ship and it's giant. And it's just got all these multicolored lights in there. It was very reminiscent of a of a of a Star Trek bridge. My you colors know, are great, and the music for that quick part too, where it was introduced, was really cool too. Oh yeah, it it, it seems like they're really they're they're really uh, you know hitting in another gear, kicking it in another gear for this uh, this season, but or at least this at least this episode. But but it was a lot of fun in the ending. That's a good ending. That's a good final shot. I, yeah, you know, it is. I'm starting to get kind of tired with that storyline just because I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, so, like, but somebody somebody mentioned online, what if, what if, right? She is in the attack on the Resistance fleet in The Last Jedi. Okay. What if she's one of the people flying around and and maybe she's directly responsible for killing Admiral Akbar. Am I supposed to care? I don't know, but it's interesting that it brings it in there. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I'm if they do make that connection, it's going to be like in a book somewhere or something. And yeah, maybe there's also going to have to be a serious time jump at some point for them to catch up with the. Uh, yeah, they, they want to. I mean, yeah, they want to have some sort of tie into the Rise of Skywalker. They've been saying. I, well, I know what I'd like. I think I mentioned it to you earlier, but without getting into too much spoilers, it would certainly be, you know, we can assume, we don't really know, but but there's there's parts in that trailer where you see a, uh, um, or excuse me, the first look, a special look. There's, there's <laughs> parts where you see Star Destroyers, and there's parts where you see Resistance Fleet, and it would be pretty cool if the Colossus is one of the ships in the resistance fleet, you know, you hope there's a final battle. I mean, they did it with the ghost. They did. And, and the interesting thing would be to see, you have that whole thing go on, right? Mm-hmm. And you see the, the Colossus flying around, but they don't really focus on it. And then for the season finale, let's say of, you know, or the series finale of resistance, it shows that final battle from their perspective. It would be a nice tie in. And that's kind of what we were talking about with uh, Rebels and Rogue One and how back at that time we thought we really needed the, the series for Rebels ended with the um, battle over, give me a yep. second. Scarif. Scarif, thank you. <laughs> um, didn't quite happen like that, but you know that we, yeah. we had discussed that, which would be really cool. And they can do that type of thing now. Which, by the way, we're going to get to this a little bit later, and I actually don't believe this to be the case, but there was a part of me that's like, dude, I swear, if anybody at Lucasfilm was listening to this show, <laughs> like, I, we'll get to that later when we get to the spoiler stuff, but um, I had that thought before. <laughs> anyway, I got, you know, actually, we can go ahead and, and get to what you were previously referencing. 
consider this the the split the divide in the episodes where we can have more open discussions relating to plot points yet to be revealed otherwise known as spoilers um Rebel Force Radio, I believe, was the first one to really discuss this, where they said they got a definitive answer from the agent of Dennis Lawson when they were asking if they would see Dennis Lawson in The Rise of Skywalker, and the agent said yes. So the... Really? I didn't hear that part. Oh, yeah. yeah no, that was, I, I guess that was second uh, to the initial thing, which was before, which was that there is a cover of a book relating to the rise of Skywalker. And I believe it was the Spanish variant of the cover where you saw a wedge Antilles as one of the figures on the cover. So we have that, which I, and I think it was just like a day before uh, the RFR thing happened with the agent. The agent said, yeah, he's going to be in it. So, I mean, we're not independently verifying this or anything, but you know, so take it for what you will, but that does seem like pretty straightforward uh, evidence or whatever. Um, oh yeah. So the thinking at this point is that Wedge Antilles is going to be in the Rise of Skywalker, and there is an X-wing, a green uh, that has a uh, uh, two red stripes on it, which is red too, which is Wedge Antilles, and we know that's going to be in the movie. So hey, you never know; he might just show up in red too. I think that'd be pretty awesome. It would be, especially since I mean, obviously it's going to be different, but we discussed previously in a different episode about how Ray is going to have the chance to be using Red Five. Um, so if you have Wedge showing up potentially at the same like final battle or something, if if you have Lando and the Falcon, Wedge in the next wing, um, I guess at the time of this final battle, Ray wouldn't be flying in the next wing at that point. But even still, just the two of those alone is going to be. Wedge should get Wedge should get R two. That would be cool. That'd be very cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. And he just accidentally calls him Jansen. No, he calls him Hobby or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, no, that that would be nice. I do like that. But yeah, so, so... I... sorry, go ahead. No, I'll, no, I was just gonna say that's that's the update for Wedge. The th- the thing that I had, that I had seen it was involved that week with uh, you know geeks and gamers who are you know very 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 anti Last Jedi and while it's not my favorite film you know I'm not I'm not out there beating the drum every day you know it's horrible it's horrible it's horrible I just you know it's not my favorite right P- pretty simple you know some people have Attack of the Clones as their least favorite. And uh-huh. I have Last Jedi. But there's been a long, you know, within this group of people that call themselves the fandom menace, they've been insinuating that Disney is killing off original trilogy characters because Lucasfilm still owns them in some part, and they don't want to pay him any more money. So that's why Harrison Ford, Han Solo was killed off, and that's why... You know, uh, <laughs> that's why that's why Luke Skywalker's killed off, and which is also you know, why he's going to be in this movie anyway. Yeah, right, right, and and it, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, and, and it's in spoiler section. That's also why Harrison Ford's going to be in this one. Go on. Correct. But now, <laughs> but now the same people who have been saying that and spreading those things are like, of course, Disney's going to bring back legacy characters because that's the only way they'll get us to see the film. And it's like, wait, what? 
you've just been saying Disney's killing off legacy characters because they don't want to pay anything. But now Disney wants legacy characters because they want you to come see films. It, it, you know, it, it they would just not have him in it if it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. You know, he's not the biggest character in the world, you know. And I don't think I don't think Lando's dying. I don't think I can handle that one. Oh no! Honestly, he's not a large enough role for it to be impactful, other than forced. So I don't see it happening. Yeah, and if and if the rumors are true, and I don't think we fully know that, but if the rumors are true, and Jana and Lando are related, well, that's a nice little that's a nice little end for them. You know, she finds her father. You know, they're going to go out and find a relationship. Yeah, or have a relationship as far as getting to you know discover all the lost years. Uh, but if Lando dies, it's like well, that's no fun. You know, and this is the end of it. Like compared to Avengers Endgame, you know, this is the end. This is the finale of everything up until this point. It's they're going to do the best they can to have a happy ending for everybody involved. Not everybody, but even so, if you look at Tony Stark, you know, that's what his character needed for his finale, whether you, you know, personally enjoyed it or not, but that, that's what he needed, I feel. And for potentially Ben, you know, people are going to have feelings about this, but I could see them thinking, taking the route that they did because that's the ending that he needs. But by and large, they want to give everybody a happy ending. Well, baby boy's not going to get a happy ending. Well, you know. Supposedly. Reshoots are happening. <laughs> Uh, I, I doubt they're that extensive, but. And then I think I think somebody said that. Um, what was it that there that there's baby on board with Tyler on it, like things for your car. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true. I swear <laughs> I saw it though. Uh, oh, see. So yeah, the, baby uh, on board Ben Solo. <laughs> I I don't understand that whole idea. Uh... Like. Hey, what is this? <laughs> huh. So, I, what, what what we'll do at this point? That that was your wedge <laughs> update, um, with a couple of extra things. But we're gonna go ahead and run through real quick some updates from Jason at MakingStarWars.net through his now this is podcasting podcast. So, a couple things that are are worthy of mentioning here. Jason has heard that Kathleen Kennedy will step down as Lucasfilm president after Indiana Jones 5, but will still produce movies. Did you hear, Mark, who will run Lucasfilm after this? Kevin Feige? Kevin Feige. Are you kidding? No, I'm not. Uh, He will (laughs) supposedly have separate divisions run by other people, but he would be the one running Lucasfilm. And Star Wars? I guess. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean... Oh, can I stay off the internet that day? <laughs> well, I, I hey, you know, if you like the MCU, then you should be pretty happy about this, I guess, but... Uh... I, don't have any pro- I don't have any problems with it. I, I really don't. You know, I just want to know in advance when that's going to happen so I can stay <laughs> off, you, you know, and avoid the backlash. There, I mean, there would be backlash, of course, but at the oh, same time... Oh, there's going to be backlash. Well, at the same time, I feel like that backlash could eventually, potentially be forgiven once the movies come out that he would be in charge of making happen. Again, I repeat, look at his track record here. But, you know, I mean, not like every MCU movie is perfect or anything. I don't mean that. But as a whole, 
look how successful it is. So it's like the main thing that's giving Star Wars. I don't want to say competition, but it kind of is, and they're both Disney anyway. So, um, anyway, so that was one thing. Uh, he also says that he doesn't know if Wedge is in the Rise of Skywalker. He heard last year that Dennis Lawson had visited the set in Pinewood multiple times, so that might be because he is in the movie. Um, and we do have that Resistance Reborn cover that I had just referenced, um, but his sources haven't confirmed anything regarding Wedge to him. Uh, he Jason does back up what Jedi Pax has said about Kylo Ren facing off against the Knights of Ren. Um, one thing to note here, the Paxis report said that uh, Ben, at this point, walks up and dispatches each of them easily. I think it might have even said with the Force. And, like, that was that. Um, here, Jason's saying that he originally heard that Ben gets beat up by the Knights of Ren before defeating them with the Force, but he's now hearing that somehow Ray gives him Anakin's lightsaber to take out the Knights of Ren. So they might be changing that to where he doesn't use just the Force. Personally, I, 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 I like them both. <laughs> uh, I like it to where he uses just the Force only. It's kind of like Yoda with the um, Royal Guards in Revenge of the Sith. I like that. Um, I do also like him having... I mean, a little bit more of a fight, I guess, than that. But you get my point. Um, but I also do like the concept of having Ben using his grandfather's lightsaber in his debut of bright side action or light side action. I guess I like that too. You know, the only thing the only thing about all that is, uh, um, I do hope because we haven't really heard about anything in it, right? But I, I do hope that there is a sufficient amount of uh, sort of like a stat. You, you need to establish that the Knights of Ren are badass at some point in this film. Yeah, you see them standing there in a flashback. Yeah, because because if you really the only time you really see a fight is when Kylo comes in and just kind of like pushes them aside. It's like, well, all right. I, I, who are you again? I could see them doing some uh, showing signs of strength on Pisana with the locals or something like that. Well, it has to be somewhere, you know. It, these guys have to be strong so that when Kylo takes them down easily or even difficult, you know, because he's going him against what five, six. Yeah. Um, it's got to be earned. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, also, the, Jason said that the gist of the Palpatine line at the end of the upcoming trailer is him saying "good." More or less. Um, he oh, was... they couldn't have just grabbed that from anywhere. Well, Ooh. I'm sure they might. They might have. I mean, if they're trying Ooh. to limit, like, like if he sounds any different, uh, given his God. state at the start of this movie, um, they might be trying to reuse as many Everything lines <laughs> from older in the series uh, to help keep the different voice more of a secret. I, or, I don't know. Maybe not to show the trailer. Is proceeding as you have foreseen. No, as as you said. <laughs> um, I, I think I just countered my own point though, because again, if, if this is going to be at the end of the trailer, and if the trailer sounds anything like what we might have heard so far, we might hear him talking anyway. So I don't know. Um, Jason said that he was uh, what he was told was right about the opening of the film with the camera pounding down to a forest planet showing Leia and Luke training. Then cuts to Ray and Leia training. 
Uh, but the source told Jason that it's not the case anymore. Oh, so, so there... Leia's no longer in the trailer. That sounds more like Pirate Emperor. <laughs> pirate Palpatine. <laughs> you can't kill me. I only lost a leg. <laughs> I mean... Come on, don't why you call me out like that? They just... Ruin, ruin my voice. I No, I, hey, I'm complimenting your fusion character creation. Everything is proceeding. Hey, did you see that? Did you see that thing where he's replaced dialogue in Rebels? Yeah, I did see that. Uh, and, but but I have the Blu-ray. He's not on my Blu-ray. Yeah, it's Sam Whitmer there. Yes, they're not gonna they're not gonna redo my Blu-ray. Oh, ever. by the way, almost I already forgot. I wanted to mention too, real quick, if you're still listening, if you wanted to watch Resistance but you haven't yet because you don't get Disney XD or whatever, it, the first episode is on YouTube right now. Actually, um. I don't have the link. I think they're right Star Wars now. Kids. Yeah, that sounds right. I think it is. So if you want to check type it out, Star Wars Kids on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Just look at that. Look at it there. Um, but so, so did he do that for? Did, did he do that for? Um. Damn it! <laughs> did, he, <laughs> did he do that for the Disney Plus streaming of it? I I guess. And does he go back to do it for? For Clone Wars, or is it kind of offensive because did it? I think they only did it for this because James Earl Jones was doing Vader, so get Ian McDermott to do the Emperor Clone Wars. I think that's more extensive of an effort for him to do. And yeah, it was it was him. It was Tim. It was Ian Abercrombie who died. It was Tim Curry who stepped in. Um, you know, I I don't know if you want to do somebody if you want to overdub somebody who died. Yeah, I mean, I mean, out of respect, it was some of the final work he ever did. So, yeah, and it's fine as is. Like Clone Wars is set. It, it's almost like the original trilogy. People got upset with George. Some people got upset with George Lucas for changing it too much for the re-releases. Um, I wouldn't. Yeah, everyone's with Clone Wars. over the moon on this. So, well, uh, so <laughs> I don't know what the opening necessarily is going to be anymore. Almost like there used to be a hand floating through space with a lightsaber. Makes me think of that. But anyway. Uh, I mean, it's possible when they're doing their cut of of the movie, their initial cuts and all this, when it starts, J.J. just might feel like this just doesn't feel like Star Wars to pan down to the surface. Maybe he wanted to really get something in space first or something. Yeah, I don't think they're cutting that scene. Yeah, I, I hope not, honestly. That could be what immediately follows the space opening. If they but... do, are you going to walk out? No. No, there's way too much good stuff happening after that to walk out. You're just going to sit there the whole time like I did? Like, where's my ad at? <laughs> uh, we'll see. I don't know. I might be distracted by what he's replacing it with. That's so good. Is there rumors of uh, Hayden Christensen uh, appearing? Well, well, we're getting there. Uh, Jason oh, feels oh, bad. Yeah. And it says a little bit like a fraud just because he's saying things that are changing due to reshoots. This is the nature of the game. And honestly, I feel like a large part of the reason that he's mentioning this is because of how much crap, unnecessary crap he gets from this internet Guys, this is the nature of the game. Things like this change. Everybody still gives Jason crap over the hand floating in space. And Mark Hamill himself said that was how the movie originally opened. So again, this is how it works. Okay? Get over it. Anyway, all right. 
Um, the chase sequence on Pisana, shown in the teaser, happens after they're discovered at the festival. Poe hacks speeders, and they go in search of Ochi's ship. So that's kind of that context from the trailer there. They ever show what Ochi looks like? Uh, I don't think so. No, not this one. Cause he's, a, he's, a, he's a Sith, or what was he? A junk dealer? That's Ochi. Uh, I think he was some sort of like Sith loyalist kind of guy. From like how far back we talking? I don't know. Like I don't know if he's like Maz, or he's been around for most of it, or if he's, or if he's like those guys that are like chilling, uh, yeah. rubbing salve on, uh, on on Palpatine, or if he's just somebody who is, you know, not that old at the time and was just up and coming. Like, hey, I want to, I want to join Palpatine, and you know, try to impress him. I don't know. Imagine, imagine that's your job, like taking care of old man Palpatine. I guess if you're devoted enough, you'd feel honored or something. It would I don't know. Though. It would. Um, it really, really. The, the Ochi stuff has been really cut down, and Ray's parents also, uh, this is kind of worded weird, but um, it looks like the, her parents will be shown getting murdered on Jakku at one point um, through some sort of flashback or something. I think Jason already said that previously. But the main thing here is that Jason said he doesn't know when it was changed, but that Luke and Leia no longer show up to help Rey defeat Palpatine, but instead, a group of Jedi from the past do. The sources told Jason they don't know who's in that lineup at this point. So, this is what I was mentioning before. Where I, I don't think this is actually the case, but let me just have a moment here. We have discussed on the show previously, months ago, but just speculation, really, about how amazing it would be back when there was this, maybe the Colin Trevorrow version of the script or something, where we had like the spirit Palpatine possessing and all that stuff. How great it would be if you had the Force Skywalkers or, or something. So like you have uh, Anakin, Luke, and Ben or something like that in Force Ghost form taking on uh, Palpatine in the end and how great that would be. That's such a great way to end the Skywalker saga, having the lineage of Skywalkers winning in the end. How great would that be? It's so epic. You know, we loved it so much. And then we found out this, where it was going to be Luke and Leia showing up to do that. And at the time I said this, when this leak first came out, I was like, you know, I mean, this is cool and it's good. It's not what we were thinking, what we were hyping ourselves up for being the Skywalker lineage ending the Skywalker saga, but you know, it's It's cool. It's cool. Um, so I, I don't think that, uh, JJ is doing reshoots because of podcast two one eight seven, but it's still making me happy that it's looking like they are changing it to what we had said months ago is what we were hoping was going to happen because that, that was like the one thing from the leaks that I wasn't getting used to. I mean, I, it's fine. It is still good, but I it would be more disappointed if they had gone with the, the only Luke and Leia route as opposed to hopefully Luke and Leia and Anakin and Ben or something like that. So this makes me happy. Yep. We are influencers. Yeah. That's what the word is, right? We are unpaid Lucasfilm influencers. It's all right. At least in my mind, that's how it is. You know, but that's cool. You know, if we had any role in delivering a better product, you know, I'd appreciate a little blue font credit at the end. Special thanks too. But you know what? I'm not. I'm not asking for it. If you want to throw it in there, that's cool. But you know, 
I'm just happy to be able to contribute to the overall satisfaction of the Star Wars fan base. Can can I say that the the Sith Trooper has grown on me? I liked it from the beginning, but I don't know. oh, sorry. Well, no, I'm throw, just like throw so, me under so, the bus. <laughs> no, I'm just like so. I I can't like contribute to how it's changed over time because it hasn't changed for me. Well, I don't really care that he's, I don't I don't really care that he's red to be honest. Uh, that that neither here nor there. But I think the design of the helmet's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, it's like a combination of the clones and stormtroopers. Yeah, and he, and he looks far better than the, the duckbill first orders. I mean, this should have been what the stormtroopers looked like from, you know, day one. Well, I no, don't, I, mean, I don't, I don't like mind. Clones. Like, I like the Last Jedi stormtrooper helmets better than the Force Awakens ones. With You're not the allowed evil. to like anything Last Jedi. Oh, oops! I don't take it back. Um. So, but, and it's also worth mentioning that they are doing reshoots right now at uh, uh, Bad Robot headquarters where they have green screens set up and it's a skeleton crew, super secret stuff, Aiden <laughs> Christensen. Um, so we'll see what happens, but that seems pretty cool. I, and it says a group of Jedi from the past do. So here's the thing I don't know what scale this is. You know, I don't know if it's Hayden, Mark, and Adam. I don't know if it's all of them. And hey, let's just throw in Mace Windu and uh, Yoda and Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, you know. I don't know if it's Avengers style where we just have like this army of ghost Jedi show up out of nowhere. I, I'm assuming it's not that. Um, but, but what do you want? Like, Do you want like just the three being uh, Anakin, Luke, and Ben? Or do you want them maybe with Obi-Wan and Yoda? Or like, how do you want that that interpretation of a group of Jedi from the past? Say again? Where it says that a group of Jedi from the past show up. Who do you want that... How do you want that defined? Who does that include? Where is it, it does not include to? anybody that they wouldn't know or be related to. Like, I don't want... I don't want, you know... Uh, Kit Fisto. Like, hey! <laughs> like, up. Keanu Moody shows up and he's like, yeah. okay, guys, this is cool, but what are we going to do about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Honestly, it needs to be specifically these this group of people, and I'll and I'll break it down why it needs to be Luke because she knows Luke and Luke and Palpatine it needs to be Leia because she knows Leia and Leia and Luke and the Skywalkers. Uh, Anakin absolutely has to be Anakin, even though she doesn't know Anakin, and here's why: because Anakin is Kylo's father. I mean, excuse me, grandfather, the 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 father of Luke and Leia, and it's the Skywalker saga. So having it end with him being responsible for, you know, ending Palpatine finally is also important. Uh-huh. If Kylo is indeed dead, then he needs to be there too. So it's all... What the hell? All Skywalker ghosts? The rise of Skywalker, though. I guess. But yeah, if, if he needs to be there too. I mean... And I want, and I want a little, like, a side at the end where... Where... Anakin goes, takes aside Kylo goes, like, you did good, kid. And, like, you know, <laughs> tweaks at him. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, well, Anakin! <laughs> we, we have the multiple meaning theory for the title between Rey taking the name Skywalker, which is the rise of Skywalker, and then you also have this potential, which is the rise of the Skywalker legacy at once to win the day. I think those are both cool. 
Yeah. Will people feel cheated though if it's the ghost that killed Palpatine in the end? Well, no, I, I think it will be Ray who does it, but I think she's just gonna have backup from them. Either either way, people are gonna be mad. Well, sure, but again, it doesn't matter what this movie is. It could be the most perfect movie in cinema history, and people would be mad. So you just have to minimize it and tell the best story that you can tell. And I think that's what JJ's working hard at. No. Which, speaking of cinema, did you hear what Martin Scorsese or Scorsese or whatever said recently? I, uh, about Marvel. Can we not get into that right now? <laughs> Please. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I did see some level of debate over that concept, of that conversation. Well, the thing is, I, I'm old school, right? So, to some extent. So I, you know, I grew up on Scorsese films. I think he's brilliant. Uh, I'm going to go see The Irishman in the theater. I still believe there's a huge difference between seeing movies in a cinema and seeing movies on television. You know, and I think that the Oscars, I think the Oscars should be devoted to movies that have appeared first in cinemas. There's a big debate on, you know, Netflix and should a movie that premieres on Netflix first Oscar worthy. No, I don't think it should be. I think that it needs to appear in cinemas first because that's the idea behind it. But that being said, any film is art. It may not be your art. It may not be the greatest art. But every film out there is somebody's favorite, no matter how garbage you may think it is. Doesn't matter whether it was shot for you know a couple hundred bucks or or whether it's a horror movie or whether it's a exploitation film or whether it's you know Tarkovsky or, or whatnot. Every film has there's somebody out there who that film is their favorite. I, I don't think the idea that that Marvel movies or even Star Wars movies are not cinema. You know, really at the end of the day, what separates a Star Wars movie from a Marvel movie? Mm-hmm. But would he go to George Lucas's face and say, "Star Wars, the original"? Sorry, George, your, your, your film's not cinema. <laughs> I don't think he'd do that. I think they caught him off guard, and he's probably, you know, it, he needed a nap, or maybe he, he didn't have his like insurer for the day. Well, it just it kind of makes me think of uh, if you show me that quote without context, I think it was James Cameron who said it. Yeah, we're getting James Cameron too. Come on, James Cameron well, is crabby too. Well, I'm like the thing is honestly like people could say that about some of the things that he's made too. Avatar. Yeah. Anyway. He's seen a lot of things. <sighs> okay. All right. Um, <laughs> You're trying to get me wild, riled up. That's not gonna happen. No, no, I wasn't trying to. I'm just covering our bases of things to happen in the past week. Um. All right, so uh, it's going to be a big week. And the reason I say that is because this, in theory, supposedly we'll see, (laughs) might be the last episode that we have before our next one. I know this sounds really deep, but bear with me. Before our next one, where we should have a trailer for The Rise of Skywalker and ticket sales. Supposedly, in theory, don't mark me down as, you know, gospel with this, but... Next week, October 14th, Monday Night Football. It's going to be the 
Packers and Lions. Great historic traditional rivalry. Um, halftime trailer tickets on sale. Hopefully we'll have this confirmed beforehand, possibly Sunday, uh, the day before, but we'll keep an eye out for that. But in theory, our next episode is going to be pretty exciting for those reasons alone. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Well, what, what time is nor is the, uh, trailer normally on? So that's halftime. The game usually starts. I think it's at like eight twenty. Yeah, yeah, Eastern. You plan for roughly, roughly an hour and a half to get to halftime. Uh, so you're looking at maybe nine forty-five or so. So we may have to, we may have to record in like two segments. We'll see. I don't because like uh, last <laughs> last time I was just like spamming that refresh button on like Fandango and my local theaters websites and all this trying to get the tickets early and it worked and I got them. So I'm kind of planning to do that again this time. And I don't know if that's going to mean seven o'clock my time or nine, nine thirty. If the trailer's at like nine 45 ish, I don't know. So yeah, if it works out to like where we get the tickets at like seven or something, then sure we can do a two parts or whatever. Uh, if, if it's like nine o'clock, nine fifteen, something like that, and I still don't have them yet, we might need to change it up or something because, like, tickets first to make sure I can see it. <laughs> oh, tickets are more important it. than discussing the trailer. Yeah. Why don't you just uh, talk? Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right too. <laughs> so you know, we'll we'll figure it out one way or another, but um, that should be something to look forward to next week. Yeah. And and another exciting episode of Star Wars Resistance to talk about. Yeah, because there's going to be time for that. And, and I was shocked, real quick, they cut the head off the BB-8 wannabe. I mean... And he, and he used his lifeless corpse as a boost. I mean, I wasn't that surprised, but yeah. Yeah, it just shows you how indispensable, or how dispensable these droids are. And I do also want to say there's something, a little little thing to look forward to before we wrap up. We do have a couple guests lined up here soon. We're working out schedule scheduling to make it all work out, but we do have a couple awesome people who are going to be coming on the show. Uh, the, the first two people to come to mind, I will just say one of them has been mentioned on the show before, so if you listen to us, you will should be familiar with this person. And another one has a long time ago been on this show and would hopefully be making a return. So a couple things looking forward to, to look forward to with our guests. And yeah, I'm the world's worst rapper upper. I just the fact that you said rapper upper, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just saw the score oh of God. the net. I just saw the score of the Nats game. It made me happy. I didn't see it coming. Are I they beating it, the Dodgers? Yeah, and I thought it was going to be the end of the series tonight. So I am happy. that It's 6-1 right now. Oh, damn! I mean, Sorry. considering how the last one went, too, that's also a little different. So. It's true. Well, good luck. Yeah, appreciate it. I live in DC or the D.C. area. It's not a great place for sports. <laughs> where's, uh, where's next game at? Uh, I think it's back in L.A., next one, right? Mm. I think. Mm. Yeah. Best of five. Always fun. I mean, when the Caps won the Stanley Cup uh, year before last, that was a weird feeling. I am not used to the anybody referencing this as like a championship city or anything. I'm like, what the crap? 
This is what it's like to win. So I'm hoping the Nats do decently well. In the Caps. Hey, my team, the Caps and the Nats and, uh, you know, the uh, the, the Redskins and, uh, oh, wait, is that Washington State? No, no, that's, that's Washington here. I don't follow football, sorry. Yeah, no, that, that's that's it here. And then you have the... Um, you and your racist teams. We have the Wizards. <laughs> and we have the Mystics. You and your racist teams. <laughs> I'm trying to do Homer. You and your racist teams. <laughs> and for anybody who probably most people don't care about this, but we also have the Justice. And... Washington Redskins is proceeding as I have foreseen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as everybody has foreseen. 0-5 yeah. firing the head coach. That's how everybody foresaw it happening. So yes, you are yeah. correct. All right. Bye, everybody. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, me too. Bye. Bye.